0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tuesday Teacher Talk. I'm your host, Thomasita, also known as That Teacher Creature on Instagram and on Facebook. And I wanted to welcome you to today's episode, episode three, where we're going to talk about why strategic planning is not just a business term. It's a term that you can use um, for your teaching, for your planning, for your curriculum planning, basically. And I started the concept of strategic curriculum planning about three years ago when I decided to stop wasting time throughout the year trying to relook at objectives and curriculum and try and figure out what I was going to teach next and what objectives needed to go in my lesson plans and things like that. And I started really looking at spending time over one summer and literally it was about, I don't know, two hours, maybe three hours of looking at the curriculum and really being very strategic and very purposeful in how I was gonna organize the curriculum, how I was gonna teach things in terms of the order, and then looked at the pacing in terms of what weeks I would teach what, and looking at the school calendar and seeing how all that stuff would, would meld together in, in one way. And it was really two, three hours well spent because it has saved me hours and hours of planning time um, throughout the year. So I definitely think it's well worth your time if you are teaching this year to look at your curriculum and spend some time, a few hours, um, strategic planning your curriculum, that it will help you save time in the long run when you're doing your lesson plans each week or each month, depending on how you do your lesson planning. But I wanted to really cover the five stages of strategic planning in the general business sense and tell you how you can make that work, and make it work for someone in the education field, such as a teacher. So the five stages, I'll go one by one. Stage one is clarifying your vision. So this one's pretty simple. Basically, what you're trying to do is look at curriculum, look at the time you have, and figure out when you should be teaching what, what makes sense, and using um, any background information you might have. So if you're a new teacher, you might not have background information from yourself. You might have to get that from maybe um, a team teacher or someone else at your school that has taught that grade level or that curriculum to kind of give you some ideas of what students have a harder time grasping depending on the concepts. Specifically, I'm thinking about math because the two um, subjects that I've done a really excellent job, in my opinion, of strategic planning is grammar and language arts and math. You could do it for any subject, but those subjects are the ones that I definitely, it saved me so much time lesson planning um, and it really lends itself to this strategic planning. So the first step is clarifying your vision. So you kind of want to think about okay, the point of this exercise is to get everything down, written down in an organized fashion so you know where you're going and when you're going there for very specific curriculum objectives. Some school districts provide a curriculum um, pacing guide, which is awesome. You can use that as well. My district does not, so I took the idea of strategic planning and adopted it to um, the curriculum as my way of creating a a pacing guide, if you will, strategic pacing pacing guide because anyone can create a pacing guide of telling you okay it takes four days to teach this objective it takes three weeks to teach this unit Um, the strategic part is kind of understanding um, when things should happen and having some kind of data to back that up and that's why I call this strategic planning so your vision you've set your vision you want to know kind of where you're going and when you're gonna go there And through this process of strategic curriculum planning, you're going to be able to create that vision um, at the end um, and and make it be something that's tangible that you can hold in your hands. The second stage of strategic planning is gathering and analyzing information. And this is the stage that takes the most time, in my opinion, because what you're doing is you're looking at your curriculum and you are seeing where things naturally flow together Some districts do a great job of kind of lumping different objectives into specific learning units. Uh, My school district does not do that for you. They list a bunch of objectives, but they're not necessarily grouped. So under this stage two of gathering and analyzing information, what I've done is I've looked at all the objectives, let's take for example math, and I've kind of created units and placed these different objectives in different units. That's the first thing. That I've done for the gathering the information, identified the units that different things might go in, and then um, grouped them in that in that way so that I had maybe I don't know six or seven units, big units for the, throughout the school year, and then I had different objectives, curriculum objectives under these units, and that's really all you need to do for the gathering and analyzing of information. You're looking at the objective, finding a unit, placing it under the unit it belongs to. You might have to create um, more units than maybe what your what your textbook has, and that's fine. Sometimes, as I found with our curriculum, is there are maybe some learning objectives that don't necessarily go into a very clear unit. So those I just put into a category of other, and I kind of slip those objectives in when we have, you know, shorter weeks for holidays or whatnot. Um, Stage three is formulating a strategy. This also takes some time, but not as much time as stage two. So formulating a strategy for me means looking at the units that you have created and deciding on an order in which those units are going to be taught. And for math, I'm using math math as an example because it's something um, I think that people can visualize. You're definitely gonna to wanna to teach students how to do one particular set of objectives before another set because there are some foundational skills that students need to have before they can move on to something else. For example, you're not going to want to teach someone how to multiply before they know how to add, right? Because multiplication is repeated addition. So you definitely need to identify what are the skills or units. Now that you've placed these objectives or skills in a specific unit, what are the units that are more "quote unquote" foundational, um, and then what units are kind of building upon that foundation? You'll want to have to teach you. You're going to want your um, object, your units to be taught in the order in which you've gone through the foundational units before you go on the build build on units so for my case i teach fifth grade math my first unit always every year is place value why is it place value because it's the foundational skill that i can move on to other units for math and other objectives that build upon that place value um that idea of place value so i need to have taught my students place value before i'm able to teach them how to multi-digit multiply place value and multi-digit multiplication or multi-digit division long division both of those units are review units but i still want to go in an order in which i am completing the the teaching of a of a foundational unit before i move on to something that's more buildable so that's where you're formulating your strategy that's stage three of of strategic planning is figuring out what is the order that makes sense to teach these units that have these curriculum objectives in it. And once you formulate your strategy, then you can implement and actually plan out by week. I've done it by week. I think that's the easiest way to do it. You can also do it by month. Um, Plan out your learning objectives that are in your units by week. How I do it, I create a massive spreadsheet with the weeks in it and I have uh, the unit that I'm teaching for that week, and then specific objectives in um, in the week. So I might have a unit that that's going maybe for three weeks, and each of those weeks I have two objectives per week or whatnot. And I have to think when I'm formulating that strategy, there's a bunch of things I need to think about that I need to make sure that I'm annotating in that long-term weekly calendar. For me, it's weekly. For you, it might be monthly, depending on how you do it. I think weekly Um, probably the best way to do it because you're able to think about things like when does your school go on, um, winter holiday? When do you start Thanksgiving holiday? When do you have fall break? If you have fall break, uh, standardized testing, when does that fall in your school calendar? Um, even things like Monday holiday, you might have a Monday holiday for a specific holiday. And that might mean that you're, you're only having four days to, um, four days maybe to teach that week and maybe that Friday is a half day. So really you only have three full days of school. So things like that that you need to um, also take in account for your strategic planning because you're not going to necessarily just say, okay, every week I could get through two objectives. It depends. If you are coming up on a holiday, um, I know for my school our Thanksgiving holiday starts the Tuesday before Thanksgiving at noon. So I always consider that week, even though we have one and a half days, really I'm not necessarily teaching brand new content that week. It might be more review because there are students that are gonna be out for the week for Thanksgiving holiday. So things like that that you need to consider when you're strategic planning. Additionally, I like to leave space after a unit. I try as much as possible to implement a project-based learning um, week. And it doesn't ever end up being a week. It usually ends up being about three days where students are working on a math project, for, for, specifically for math. I like to leave that time in there. And then additional days for spiral rev- review. So ways that we can, and days that we can go back and look at skills that we've previously learned and kind of relive that because I don't want students to forget anything that we've taught them along the year. I want them to repeatedly see the things that we've been teaching all year long so that they can recall that information. So that is formulating the strategy, which I actually think is probably the easiest thing to do out of all of this like after you've ga- you've gathered and analyzed the information, the formulating the strategy is really just looking at your school calendar, thinking about naturally when you would have breaks or ways that you could um, implement review days or review sessions for a specific subject in there. Um, that's I like that stage of strategic planning. Stage four is implementing your strategy, and this is basically, all right, now that you have a blueprint of what you think your year is going to look like for a specific subject, all right, let's go ahead and run with it. Let's go see how it goes. Stage five is evaluating and control, which is, I like to think of it, evaluate and course correct as necessary. So obviously as you go through the year, it's great to have a plan. Having a plan is an awesome thing. I'd rather have a plan than not have a plan. But Things don't always go to plan. Sometimes you have to spend more time on a specific objective um, because your student's having a difficult time Um, Sometimes, believe it or not, you might not need to spend as much time as you think that you do because your students have already been exposed to maybe that objective, they know the skill, and you might have maybe one or two students that you need to uh, remediate for a specific skill, but by and large you can move through um, that particular objective. So you're always going to be looking at your plan and figuring out where you can course correct, um, but that's with any plan. So, you know, again, Strategic planning is something that can help you in your teaching. It definitely saves time for me having that plan before every school year and knowing exactly when I'm going to teach when gives me a level of comfort and a level of, Wow, I don't have to continue looking at my objectives. I have it all in one place. I know when I'm gonna put it in the calendar. But then also knowing that yeah, I built in these days for review. I built in these days for maybe project-based learning that, that I don't necessarily need to have if something were to go awry. Obviously, with the um you know, the state of the world is where we are right now with COVID, it's definitely great to have a plan and then adjust that plan as necessary. I think one of the big, biggest skills as a teacher in today's day and age is flexibility. You need to be able to be flexible. You need to be able to um, go with a flow and it's frustrating at times, but it will feel so much better to course correct if you have a plan. If you don't have a plan and you're flying blind, um, it kind of makes it that much more upsetting and frustrating because you're all over the place, but at least with a plan you have something written down and you can move it left or right if you need to to adjust, but at least you have something um, that you can go off of. So I think it's real important that you spend some time, if you have time, to do strategic planning, see how much time it can save you this year and see where you can take your teaching um, to the next level by planning ahead of time and the strategic planning is a great way to do it. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. We'll see you all next week with another another episode of Tuesday Teacher Talk.